This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. I want to backtrack more and transition into music and Web3, okay? So obviously building the nations, building out one of the most successful YouTube channels, uh, EDM channels on YouTube, uh, definitely taught you things about the music industry, right? As someone, maybe you didn't intentionally try to learn about it, but definitely taught you about how things work, right? And I'm curious to get your point of view because a lot of what the ethos behind Web3 music is removing the middleman, right? Uh, removing the the scummy deals of artists getting themselves into of doing like 80, 20 rev shares, um, and getting these upfront pays. I know uh, from what I understand doing research, you guys didn't have the the upfront to give people more so you, you were able to pay them periodically more frequently than the record labels uh, were able to. Um, but backtrack even more. What are some of the biggest lessons you learned on the music industry, right? That What, what are the biggest takeaways that have kind of shaped your understanding of how to approach Soundmint, for example? Because I'm sure there's a lot of relatability and cross lessons that you can kind of like go back and forth on. Yeah, um, there's a lot for sure. I mean, honestly, with the Soundmint stuff, it's it's really great because I made like there's this weird like uh, I guess like mental effect of like being thrown into something so challenging at a younger age because I think you're just you have such a faster way to learn and improve. At least I did. I feel like I did for sure, and I use like all those mistakes that I made then to my advantage now with Soundmint. Um, but with the music industry, like people, it's such a we, it's a weird it's a weird industry because people uh, romanticize it and they flaunt it as like this perfect or ideal or idealistic uh, thing that everybody wants to be a part of. It's very cool. It's very mysterious. Nobody really understands it, um, and it's all kind of on purpose. To be honest, like it's all run by major corporations and companies, like most industries. Um, it's slowly becoming more independent based on the creators that are a part of it and contributing to its growth. Um, but what I've learned from it is, um, there's a lot of successful people in the music industry that shouldn't be successful. I think that, um, you know, just ended up getting in there because they, they were, they were friends with the right person who were an A&R or they, uh, they signed the right artist, and that's like what catapulted their career. And then since then they haven't done anything and they're just like riding a wave or something like that. Um, and it just made me realize it's like, I always thought when I first got into the music industry, when I was much younger, like 17 or 18, I thought that I was always like the dumbest kid in the room kind of thing. It was like, everybody would look at you like you're this young kid, you got super lucky um, and they're going to try and take advantage of you. And then, you know, over time they started to realize we're like, Oh fuck, like that didn't work out for us. Like this guy is actually, you know, continually growing and like scaling, building your own company. Um, and I just realized it's like, just put your head down and just get your shit done and, and do what you think works best for, for you. Or it, this, that was me talking talk to myself in that scenario. Um, and I'm just using that in Web3 as well. Like, I feel like Web3 is very, um, obviously, there's a lot of bad media coverage about it. But I think from the outsider's view, everybody looks at it as just like a bunch of digital JPEGs getting traded, you know, digital JPEG monkeys getting traded for half millions of dollars. And people are on Twitter uh, just for 24 hours a day, never sleeping kind of thing. Um, and it just doesn't have a good perspective. And I think, I think for me, and even inside like Web3, I think a lot of people on Twitter, it, it can be very toxic sometimes. And I think people get sucked up into this uh, this vacuum of like information and they can't get out of it. So for me, I'm just in this uh, kind of like barrier where I'm just like, all right, head down. I'm going to continue to build this product. Uh, I don't care what anybody has to say. I don't care what the community says about the floor. I don't care about, um, you know, the fact that we didn't make somebody, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in in a month uh based on buying our nfts um i just you know put my head down and just get to work um and just continue to 
push through. And I think that's what I've learned the most from the music industry. Although I wouldn't even say it's music related. It's just uh, growing a business in it. Um, yeah. for the most part. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.